Following the full moon that will be occurring on June 4th of 2023 at 341 a.m., I'm here to cover the aspects. The moon will be trining Mars, and I'm pretty sure you guys may have heard this on YouTube, so I'm going to reiterate it. Okay, but the moon is trining Mars. The moon is in Scorpio at eight in the eighth house. As for Mars in Cancer in the fourth house. Okay, so to reiterate, the full moon in Scorpio was within the third deacon that Cancer, aka the moon, rules. The moon ruling Cancer is already powerful alone, but to add Scorpionic sting to the mix clearly and respectively indicates an unstoppable but deadly force. The moon is naturally unstable and Scorpio energy can be violent. It's important to note that the sign of Cancer and Scorpio, both of which are extremely loyal, loving, committed, but very controlling energies. This gives that until death does us part vibe, okay? Nonetheless, Mars being in Cancer in the second deacon, which is ruled by Pluto, aka Scorpio, um, and another note, excuse me, <laughs> I'm just building the beat right now. Uh, I'm trying to build the suspense here, if you will. The moon is divine feminine. Mars is divine masculine energy, both of which are trining, aka aligning at this time. The crazy thing is Lilith is also in cancer and she's retrograded. And you know what those retrogrades mean. It sounds like a merging, a marriage, a reunion um, is occurring. This reminds me of Lilith uh, being the first wife to Adam. Um, they may be reconciling. So this does make me question, what does this mean for Eve? We shall see when we tap into the sun opposing the moon, because most, um, most are under the impression that Eve is associated with the moon and being that divine feminine, completely disregarding um, and just discarding Lilith as a black moon or something else, right? Um, you know, this ultimately does sound like family strife. This is like Adam and Lilith's children against Adam and Eve's children. Now, on a larger scale, this does indicate a war. It can indicate a war between countries. Um, this also um, gives a strong emotional need to be loyal and to protect whatever falls within that loyalty bubble. I don't know about you, but you threaten or hurt who or what I love. It will get violent real quick. This energy is absolutely worth being aware of, whether this is your energy or you are being um, or you're on the receiving end of this energy. But again, on a larger scale, this could be a bit scary if this is a war popping off um, between countries. I also did do a reading on YouTube um, and it was shaman themed. And I was definitely seeing like these bombs and things like that. So I will definitely be kind of monitoring um, this energy. Now, the moon will be squaring up with Saturn. Again, the moon is in Scorpio in the eighth house and Saturn is in Aquarius in the 11th house. Squares always indicate a challenge and we all react to challenges differently. We already know the mood that the moon is in. And just to kind of refresh your memory, it's it's giving do or die vibes. <laughs> the lesson that may very well prove to be a challenge at this time is being mature and having and maintaining good judgment. 
The moon is volatile and you can truly only control yourself. The moon in Scorpio needs control. This cannot and will not be negotiated. Any threat of a negotiation is not recommended. You or others' innate instincts are most active at this time. This indicates a lack of control. But as we discussed, the moon needs control. This is like trying to tame a wild animal. I promise you it won't go very well. I find it very funny how I discussed in my most recent shaman messages the differences between a unicorn and horses. I also wondered why horses were so loyal and submissive even to its detriment. Meanwhile, back in ancient times, human civilization attempted to tame unicorns and it was an impossible feat. And so horses, as we know them, uh, they were bred. Horses like Eve were created and bred to serve others. And as we know, tamed and domesticated animals are not honoring their true autonomy. I mean, let's look at dogs, for example. They naturally are wolves. They come from the wolf family. But human civilization has created a hybrid dog. And sadly, dogs are loyal to their detriment. Just like feminine energies have been conditioned, trained, and tamed to what? To serve others, never themselves. And excuse me, I digress. In conclusion, this merging of energies gives me the who knew a rose could grow through the concrete kind of vibe. Nature will always prevail. And I know I mentioned above this could be an indication of a war between countries, but it is also starting to feel like this could also be like severe weather, like the rapture, so to speak. This is like natural disasters more specifically. Chiron is going to be trining the moon. Chiron is in the sign of Pisces in the 12th house. And the moon is again in Scorpio in the 8th house. This energy gives off a truce being made or some kind of non-negotiable stance. This can be healing for some and destructive for others. For example, if you are defending yourself regarding a matter pertaining you, your life, future, or your rights, and someone comes to challenge that, this gives the vibe of not backing down. Excuse me, this is a win for you, especially if that wasn't the case before. Whereas this can be destructive for others. For example, let's say the energy challenging your boundaries ends up getting themselves hurt. However, they cause whatever outcome that they were provoking. This energy can go either way, honestly. Let's say you are provoked and you simply do not react the way the provoker expected. This again will cause the provoker to self-destruct because they didn't get the energy they were looking for. The thing about the moon, it's silent. The moon in Scorpio makes it deadly silent, which alone is intimidating so much so it makes provokers back down. This gives the ultimate silence is power vibes. So now we're going to tap into the masculine aspects. The sun will be squaring up with Saturn. The sun is in Taurus uh, at 19 degrees in the second house. And I do apologize if I did not mention the degrees in the other um, aspects I just mentioned. But anyway, Saturn is in Aquarius at 12 degrees in the 11th house. The sun in Taurus at 19 degrees is within the second deacon where Mercury rules. This indicates more discussions about the disbursement of finances, or this could be commitments, resources, um, 
commitment, something like that, right? Now, the thing is, in the second deacon, the energy appears socially inclined, determined, prompt, detail-oriented, and, and interested in education, okay, learning, you know, if this is a relationship, this is someone that's attempting to act like they're interested in what you're interested in, it's something like that. But with the sun, there is always a potential of entertainment, acting, pretending, and distractions. Basically, the sun in Taurus in the second house gives fraudster vibes, lying in order to continue getting their way, which is most likely financial. This also indicates social media and internet manipulations. The drive, the will, is to con- the continuation of the manipulation of finances or whatever it is that, sh- it is that you value or they value, right? Um, it's extremely worth noting that the sun is cusping the third deacon that is ruled by Saturn. Pluto is in Capricorn. That Saturn rules. So in English, Saturn is currently being dismantled. Saturn's spending power is being exposed and the breaking down of financial power or abuse is in order. Well, this is why the sun uh, is squaring Saturn. The sun is busy lying, manipulating, and saying whatever is necessary to remain in power. Meanwhile, Saturn in Aquarius is demanding reform, liberation, and ultimately freedom. Financial abuse really does damage, refer back to the emancipation of slavery, for example. Slaves were free, but unable to vote, work, and gain financial capital that severely affected African Americans' quality of life. Look at certain government agencies' power. It's all due to the financial backing. Everyone is essentially chasing financial security and freedom, some of which inadvertently get caught back up in the rat race by accruing more debt. It's truly a trap and some want to be freed. Those that want to be free, which are growing in numbers due to the financial oppression, this is a direct threat to the control we spoke on with the moon in Scorpio in the 8th house. It sounds like a public attack to people from those in power. With the sun cusping the third deacon that is ruled by Saturn, the energy is unmoving, fixed, stubborn, rigid, and single-minded. In other words, this is a strong indication that what is being presented in the public with the sun in Taurus is all a front. It's all a front um, that something or someone has integrity and has concern for others' welfare. There's strong deception, and unfortunately, many will believe it, especially those who are money motivated or materialistically motivated, okay? Or just needs to see tangible things to believe, right? The sun will be sextiling Mars, okay? So again, the sun is in Taurus at 19 degrees in the second house. And then Mars is in Taurus, I'm sorry, Mars is in Cancer, excuse me, at 14 degrees in the fourth house. All right, so sextiles in astrology for me is like two planets flirting. As I forementioned above, Mars represents divine masculine. The sun also represents divine masculine, okay? The sun empowers Mars, right? So the sun and Mars speak the same language. However, Mars is in Cancer, The moon is in Scorpio with cancer undertones, okay? So the moon energetically needs uh, to release unhealthy relationships, places, and things. The moon energetically was unwavering and moving on and releasing. 
So with the sun sextiling Mars, this to me indicates a distraction, a setup, a detour, a fraud, a scammer attempting to keep you around in order to benefit from you. The sun in Taurus doesn't just have to be money. It's about value and the people, places and things we value. Generally speaking, there is manipulation at play here to convince you to continue doing something destructive to you, but beneficial for them, whoever them is. For example, this could be like a man whom you may have wanted to co- wanted to commit to you. They refused. But they still kept you around for commitment benefits like sex, for example. In the end, you end up getting hurt because you're giving your value away and receiving nothing worth the same value in return. You're giving your time, energy, sex, home, money, resources away, but you never got the commitment you wanted. This is like a job that takes advantage of you, but promises a raise, promotion, or extra time off. So you continue to show up and work hard, but the promotion, the raise, or the extra vacation time never came. And on a larger scale, this is like believing the promises of someone in office who wants you to vote for them. You believe them, they win, and then they do not uphold the promises. They win and you essentially lose. I personally am not very fond of this energy, however, to each his own. I don't trust anyone. I am in alignment with the moon in Scorpio. There are many things I can say about the moon in Scorpio, but one thing, it's untrusting. The energy is very untrusting. And I don't trust no one, okay? Especially of that sun in Taurus, rah, rah, bullshit, okay? (laughs) But the moment we've all been waiting for is the sun opposing the moon, So the sun is in Taurus at 19 degrees in the second house and the moon is in Scorpio at 21 degrees in the eighth house. The moment someone does not get what they want, they get mad and the truth is revealed. I told you the sun in Taurus in the second house energy was not to be trusted. Oppositions in astrology means there's an enemy that would be in your best interest to eliminate However, that conclusion sounds silly considering Taurus and Scorpio are opposites, meaning they should be balanced, not working against each other. That is like biting your own tail. It reminds me of the Beyonce song, Don't Play Yourself. Basically, hurting me is hurting yourself and vice versa. This can also manifest as getting in your own way, sabotaging yourself. Sometimes it takes destruction to realize it was self-destruction. Most blame others for things that go wrong when the thing that went wrong was themselves. Most deflect and project. This energy encourages either or as always. Some are, um, some are able to realize the self-destruction, which is the beginning to freedom and healing. Meanwhile, the majority will continue to blame others for their actions. Pretty much perfect perspective I like to think through is the fact that the majority of America voted for Biden because he promised student loan debt relief. The same Biden honored some of which. Meanwhile, it was a double-edged sword because look at the inflation and the impending recession. No one wants to take accountability for the fact they voted for him. They gave him their power. Because the majority is unable to see it for what it is, they will remain in the rat race and continue being financially abused. Sure, having credit is a blessing until it's a curse and you're constantly trapped by your credit score and how to maintain it and maintaining it. 
buying a new car sounds and looks good until the car payments and interest rates increase while everything else increases. Now you have to work that much more harder to maintain. That's like being encouraged to have babies. You'll be protected, they said. Healthcare and daycare costs will be lower, they said. You believe the lie and now you have babies that are becoming increasingly difficult to raise and feed. This requires you now to work longer hours, which then separates you from your babies. This is modern day slavery that most are believing is an American dream. And I'm just saying, I'm just using that as an example, a valid one nonetheless. These are the aspects for uh, June 4th, um, following the full moon in Scorpio.